Welcome to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at us, laughing with us, or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome, awesome, awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the sexy, the talented. His mom's favorite part of the podcast is that, my man and yours, Mr. Eric Robertson. Good morning. Your mom, do you know how much your mom loves, like... I didn't know she listened to this. I don't think she listens very often, but... She listens she, the first 10 seconds. She listens just to this intro right here. Hey, Debbie. <laughs> Because when she, like, comes by the house, like, she'll kind of look at me and be like, Mr. Eric Robertson. Like, she does the... <laughs> but she likes, like, the sexy, the talented, the one, the only... Because you know your mom loves me hyping you. Mm. Ge- like, genuinely. Hi, Mom. We are so excited. Debbie, if you're here, we're excited you're here. And everyone else listening to the podcast, we are so excited that you're here. I couldn't stop giggling during the intro because... My voice is so low. The reason my voice is so low, I think, is twofold. Number one, we are recording this, like, actually very, very first thing in the morning, so I haven't gotten warmed up yet. That's true. And number two, I spoke to, I think it was five to 8,000 people last night for an hour. They were virtual. I've kind of just gotten in the habit of speaking to these big abyss of virtual people and then... You know, there's maybe a few comments here and there, and then you just go about your way. But because it was such a big group last night, there were tons and tons of, like, Instagram mentions and feedback. And it was really funny because I was like, oh, there were people really watching all those things I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when I did that dance move, I didn't know that's where the camera was. (laughs) But it was so fun. I love speaking so much. I just, uh, if you guys ever have events that you need to hire a, a top tier speaking talent for, shoot us an email and I would be happy to be there. And we are so happy you are here for Purpose Coaching episode number two. So if you're new to the podcast, this is an awesome episode to start with, but it's a little bit of a special episode. We have a really cool purpose coaching series happening right now where I interviewed incredible babes and did purpose coaching with them. At the end of each session, you're going to also get three actionable items that I think are really going to help you in your life gleaned from listening to these other people be coached and share their stories. You're going to hear a lot of your own experience in there. And then at the end of the episode, all of these purpose coaching episodes where I'm giving you guys some purpose coaching questions that you can do for yourself. But we have just, Eric, did you know we got really good feedback about last week's episode? Uh, No, I I haven't heard. He doesn't know anything. (laughs) But you guys were absolutely loving it. And I'm so grateful because I enjoyed doing these sessions so, so much. And I know that you guys are going to gain crazy awesome insight. So today I am bringing you Kate and Elizabeth Oh my gosh, these women were so fun to talk to, really different in lots of ways, and that's one of the reasons we paired them together. But first, I'm going to be talking to Kate. She is a motivational speaker for teens in Florida, also used to be part of the Disney cast, and I mean, just talking to her about that transition from doing these, uh, um, you know, she's a lot like me where our lives involved a lot of in-person things and then just making the transition to that. We're going to cover some of my favorite topics. So let's get into it with the beautiful, talented, crazy, awesome Kate. This is me pretending like I have some sort of chill and that I'm not freaking out right now. Okay. Hi, Kate. You're beautiful. Thank you for being here. The ability to be excited Like, I'm excited to meet you, Allison. Do you know how many people don't have that because it requires requires vulnerability? Listen, I didn't sleep last night. (laughs) I didn't sleep either. So good, good. Kate, thank you for your enthusiasm because I hopped on your stories and you were like, I'm excited to talk to Allison. And I was like, 
she's excited to talk to me. Like, girl, okay. So this year has been insane. And last month, when I got the email that said that we were going to do this, I was like, this is it. I figured I should tell you, I didn't go out to eat for the last month and a half so that I could save the money to join Awesome On Demand. Like, I literally have not gone out to eat. I've been living off of tuna casserole because I said, I have to love myself enough. And I don't know how someone can constantly sound like they're smiling when they're talking, even when they're crying. That is like my goal in life. So, okay. Yeah. But like, I feel bad. I, I wish you didn't have to eat all that tuna casserole. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I, this has been so hard, so, so hard. And you are one of the only entrepreneurs that I have followed that didn't make me feel crappy for being afraid of pivoting. Mm. I'm a youth motivational speaker. I speak to teen leadership. I love it. I said the words, I want to be a motivational speaker in 2016, had my first gig in 2018, was a full-time speaker in 2019, had the biggest talk of my career on March 7th of 2020. (sighs) And then everything shut down. And because I was trying, sis, I was trying, I was like, I can do this. I'm positive. I can do this. And one speaker I was following, he was doing a live Q and a on Facebook. And he was like, you have to, you have to pivot. You have to pivot. Also, I think Ross Geller should be the only person allowed to say that word. (laughs) We've used it a lot. We've used it a lot. And, and so I I wrote in and I said, I speak to teenagers. They're not going to buy an online course. They don't have any money right now. And he said, Kate, I see your question. If you're only making money from the stage, you're dead in the water. So sorry. And when I tell you, Allison, I got back in bed and I didn't get out of bed for a month because I was like, sorry, that's, that's what I, I've been working so hard to build a career from the stage. I felt like I was hit by an emotional car and I had emotional whiplash. I was working as an actor at Disney World and Universal, but also speaking full time. So every part of my career was entertainment. And within the span of 48 hours, I lost 20 grand in income because of speaking gigs canceling. Mm -hmm. And my entire life came to a halt. And the only way I could verbalize it was this is emotional whiplash. This is the emotional whiplash Allison was talking about. Even though she was physically hit by a car, this is what she was talking about. I just, I held onto your podcast for dear life. And I said, she doesn't know my name. She doesn't know I exist, but she needs to know that she is saving the life of a girl in Orlando because I held on. And that is what kept me going that and God. (laughs) Yes. Okay. I just want to say number one, good job holding on sister. Good job. You're crushing it. Number two, Thank you. I love you. I didn't sleep much last night, so I'm going to cry too. So we're fine. We're on the same page. And three, good for you for witnessing, acknowledging, understanding that what happened, the whiplash, the loss, that was huge, right? And then number four, You're fantastic. You're an awesome speaker. I love how you communicate. You just communicated that story clearly, concisely, in an entertaining way. (laughs) You took me on an emotional journey. You're a fantastic speaker. You're doing the right thing. You know this, but you're doing the right thing. You understand your calling. You understand your talents. You understand your skill set. It's just hard. It's so hard. It's hard. And this is what I kind of hope that you can can help walk me through is I'm I'm a happy person. And there are times where somebody, all they have to do is look at you and go, you okay? And it's like, no, I'm not okay. I don't know why. And I don't know when my career is going to come back. So let I, me, I'm going to interrupt you a little bit here and yeah. there and, and know it's with love. What does it mean if you're not a positive person? What does it mean about you? Somebody says, Kate, Kate, she's not a positive person. What does that mean about you? My knee-jerk reaction is, okay, that's your opinion. And and I honor that. That's your opinion. And that's fair. And I 
I don't know what baggage you've brought to the table to, to see through that lens, but I honor that. And, and that's your opinion. You are allowed your opinion. But what if Kate, what if you're a positive, motivational, entertaining speaker and, and you get depressed and you have anxiety or, and for a month you can't get out of bed. I know that you're smart and you know the correct rehearsed answer of, of course, right. but what are you actually allowing it to mean? It's hard. I know that there's space for both. I, I know that that is a fact. I know that's a fact. But battling that voice that talks, that's, it's hard. I, I know the truth. And now I'm just talking in circles. But No, you're not. You're doing, you're doing everything right. It is hard to to swallow that because I worked at Disney World. Like you, you have sparkles and sunshine and you always smile and you don't show that other side because that other side equals weakness. That mm, other side there equals there it is. equals weakness. And what else? What else does it equal? Think of childhood. Think of your childhood. Think of your family dynamics. When yeah. you were sad or upset or showed emotion that wasn't emotion that you were allowed to show, how was that received? Not well. And it, it was more of a, you just worry too much. Mm. You're worrying too much. Mm. You, oh man, you're just so tenderhearted. Weak. 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 And my trigger is if you want to cut me deep to the core, call me lazy. Mm. Call me a freeloader. Say I don't work hard. And that probably partly comes from being raised by a single mom. But that has been one of the biggest battles emotionally for me during this. Being someone who works so hard there isn't, there isn't work right now. There isn't work in Orlando. There isn't, I'm trying to build an online course. I'm trying to do a podcast, but a lot of times it turns into sitting and watching up until season 15 of NCIS. And which, you know, I respect girl. Amen. So I do. (laughs) (laughs) So, but getting past that, I've done my work today. Sometimes getting up taking a shower, going on a walk and listening to your podcast is a win. Yeah. And it is hard for someone who on January 15th of 2020, I was working seven side gigs plus my full-time gig and every day, go, go, go. And now I don't really have anything to do today. I'm not lazy. I'm not lazy. I'm not, this isn't laziness. That I think is is my bit where it feels like it's my biggest battle. Okay. I'm going to give you some ideas and thoughts and if they feel good, awesome. And if they don't, no big deal. Let's, let's both just take a deep breath in and out. And we're going to work on noticing. Mm -hmm. And so my work right now is noticing. And I'm doing a freaking awesome job at noticing. That's the first thought. My job right now is noticing. And ooh, wow, I'm doing a great job noticing. Good work. Good work, Kate. I'm doing a great job noticing. And then we notice. I notice that this pace is really slow and it's uncomfortable for me. And the noticing... I want you to try to do it without judgment. If you happen to be judging, great, awesome, you caught it, celebrate. I caught it. I caught myself judging and being a ruthless bee to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hooray. I caught myself beating the crap out of myself. Huzzah for me. I notice that I'm so uncomfortable with this pace. I notice how uncomfortable I am with this pace. Now notice how this is different than it's okay. I'm not lazy. It's okay. I'm not lazy because everything we suppress comes back with a vengeance. Everything we suppress then comes up and attacks us. Yeah. So you're not lazy, but guess what, Kate? Sometimes you might be lazy and it's okay because you're still Kate and lazy, right? You're still valuable 
and lazy. You're still beautiful and a hard worker and lazy. So the other thought is I get to be both. Yes. I get to be both. And so rather than fighting, I get, guess what? I get to be a really loving, empathetic, non-judgmental person and a snarky, petty jerk. Mm -hmm. And for me to be able to say that and not be like, oh man, I can't let anybody on the internet hear that. Yeah. That's been a journey, right? So Kate, here's what I want for you. Number one, I just want you to notice. I want you to notice what a good job you're doing. Yeah. And that emotional whiplash, that car hit, that's what showed me how mean I was being to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you lost everything overnight. Yeah. Let's be a little bit kinder. It's going to be harder and take more cognizant work to, okay, like, ooh, I notice I'm uncomfortable right now but I'm still okay. And yeah, this is, oh my gosh, this is so good. This is so good. So the noticing is the one half and that's the emotional half, but I know you're like me and you're like, but can we talk about how I'm going to build my empire, please? Um, (laughs) And so we're going to tie the two together by noticing and learning how to hold space for the discomfort. I'm going to benefit thousands, hundreds of thousands let's say millions, whatever sounds good to you, tens, dozens, whatever sounds good to your heart and say, not only am I making my life better with this, I'm lifting, I'm lifting, I'm building a new skill set, right? Remembering like the skill set, the empathy, the understanding that you're learning as a motivational speaker, as a writer, because at the end of the day, Kate, you know what you are? You're a teacher. Yeah. And you can never teach beyond what you will allow yourself to learn. Okay. Say that one more time. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, did I just say that? Yeah. Um, So I want to tie those two together. As far as your career, you're exactly where you need to be. You think, just like Eric said to me when I got hit, you think this set you back, girl, it is propelling you forward. And only when. We get to the place of acceptance with where you are right now, which is exactly where you're meant to be, whether it's lazy, watching Netflix, or crushing it, whatever that looks like. From that place, we allow the inspired action. And then the little breadcrumbs of the next step. And so you're going to get an inkling for, okay, maybe, maybe an online course is a frantic play. Maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Maybe it's coming from a place of, I have to keep moving so I'm not lazy rather than a place of actual inspiration. Here's something I have a value to give to the world. Yeah. One other idea that I have from, for a more tangible, practical application for you is with your business, are you talking to the teens or the moms? The teens. And who's following you on Instagram? The teens and the advisors. So I do a lot of high school and middle school assemblies. And then I do student council, FFA, FBLA. I created an online course. I'm selling it to advisors to use with their student councils or their leadership groups. I think that's where things are going to be difficult for you. Okay. Who, Who are you talking to? And that's not bad or good. You're not doing anything wrong or right. right. I want you to, and maybe you already do just have like real flexibility with who you're talking to, because you might be actually needing to access the gatekeepers to the teens more than accessing the teens on Instagram. Okay. Or okay. the podcast. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. And I do both. I speak to you. And then there's yous, Kate, who work in the marketing department at the huge company and they're who gets me hired. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. When I had laid in bed for two months, it was like, I can't keep laying in bed. The podcast that I created 
um, I created two of them, but one of them is called the leadership advisor podcast. And it is solely for the people who hire me. It is a free resource where I get a hold of any advisor I can in the nation to, Hey, what, how can I serve you? What kind of things do you need to hear about? So that podcast is geared toward the people who hire me as a, this is a free resource to help you guys. I think that's what's happening is your podcast is speaking to the advisors and you have a following of teens and your, your Instagram, I'm only looking at your Instagram and I know you have other channels. So again, listen to me or don't. Okay. But the question of who am I talking to right now? Your Instagram feels like it's geared more towards the advisors because of so much of the podcast resources being on your Instagram. And the reason I bring this up is because you're thinking about doing an online course, who are you talking to? Here's what I like to do. And I don't know, nobody's going to agree with me or whatever, but (laughs) I just like to talk. And then whoever shows up, I feel like is the person that I'm excited to talk to. I'm never talking to moms. I'm never talking to women. I'm never just talking to entrepreneurs, but a lot of mom, women, entrepreneurs show up to listen. Yeah. And, and so that's great. I feel great with that. And there really are pros and cons to that. But when it comes to, I'm going to be selling a lip gloss coming up. I'm going to talk about lip gloss and my makeup more and have a conversation about stuff like that a little more. Cause I know in a couple of months, I've got this launch coming with a lip gloss. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I just I think putting yourself in that, in that headspace, which again, you're probably, you're already doing a great job of, of Maybe you speak to teens on TikTok and your Instagram is really a resource for the advisors. Yeah. So I would just really continue speaking your truth, continue doing what you feel called to do. Notice who it's attracting. So you really understand what you're doing Yeah. rather than decide who you want to talk to. Go. You can decide who you want to talk to and go after it hardcore too. And you do your 10 thing a day, which is a hardcore model of like, I'm going to pick it and I'm going to grab it, (laughs) which which is great. It's one way of doing it, but I'm the softer side of goal setting these days, Yep. which is, which is, what is, what is coming out of me? What is coming out of my soul? What am I being inspired to do? And then how can I be really smart about it? Yes. I, that resonates with me. Good. And I think it's because you're learning a softer approach to yourself. Yes. And again, no shade on any goal setting techniques because every technique and strategy meets us where we are and gets us where we want to go. Yeah. And then sometimes we reassess, is that still working for me? And what's a new way for me to do this? Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that is why I resonate so much with you because you make it okay. Sister, it's okay. It's if all you do is get up and get yourself a cup of coffee and you get right back in bed, that's okay. It has been hard on the business side. I feel there is a fear inside. And I wrote this down to say, there is an insecurity that has skyrocketed throughout all of this, that I won't be remembered when people start hiring speakers again, that, that, I've peaked. I'm 32 and I've peaked. That's it. I get it. This has been me lately. I'm like, I've done everything there is to do. That's it. Put me on an ice float and send me into the oblivion. Yep. yep. That's it. I'm done. So but, there's that fear. That's, that's where the concept of hope, having certain hopes and dreams for a result, but without the expectation that it has to be that way. And so it's the dichotomy of allowing yourself to have those hopes and dreams or something better that I can't yet know or imagine. And just know this, as you sit in a place of calm, service, inspiration, you'll start to see needs that are happening right now. Do you know how many requests I got last week for Zoom meetings, virtual pump-ups? People are very very bored with their Zoom meetings. They're desperate and they're ready to start paying you to hop on and give a 15 minute pump up. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Right now. They're ready right now. And you know how you market that? 
You maybe do it for free. You show yourself doing it on your stories, on your Instagram. And you say, you didn't know you need this, but guess what? I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a need. There's a need for you. There's a need for you right now. And in order for you to be able to fill that need, you got to take care of yourself. And you needed this time. You needed this space to grieve and take care of yourself. And you might need some more time and space. And that's okay. Yeah. Because remember, Kate gets to be lazy and a hard worker. She gets to be both. Yeah. She gets to be both. Because neither of them mean anything about you because your worth is infinite and non-negotiable. 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 Yes. So I have hope for you. I'm holding hope for you. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're doing the right thing and you're doing it all right. Just keep doing it. Thank you. That's it. I thank you. That's it. I you promise. Are... Trust me. I'm a genius. I know these things. <laughs> you are. You're already as awesome as you need to be, Alex. You too. <laughs> You're going to do an awesome job. Anybody listening to the podcast who needs to hire Kate, I'm endorsing her. Hire her for a virtual pump up. You're just, you're doing an awesome job and you really are doing everything right. (sighs) Didn't you just love Kate? She's a treat. She really, she, that's like the best word. She really is a treat. And honestly, like she was incredible at telling her story and packaging it. What a powerful speaker. And I love, love, love what I talked with her about. I get to be both. It's actually something I talked a lot about at my keynote last night. It's something I've been talking a lot about to the people I'm talking to one-on-one and doing individual coaching with this concept of you get to be the light in the dark, not because your light excuses your dark, but because all of you is whole and glorious. And if you've been having a hard time accessing that, if you feel like that sounds good to believe is true, but how in my day-to-day life can I actually apply that and see it as true, I want to invite you to join my super, super, super fun, super, super awesome, well, awesome, (laughs) awesome on demand. It's my coaching group. Every single month, you're going to get a new course, and this month, our course is you're not lost, how to connect to your purpose. So we take the topics here you're listening to in the podcast and oh my gosh, we go so much deeper. There's tons of meditations. There's pep talks. There's transition practices, meditations that are five minutes long. I create new ones each month. Meditations that are 10 minutes long, journal exercise, prompts. (gasps) It really is my most favorite, favorite place to be awesome on demand with all the incredible humans. Can I say something? Yeah. I mean, you have all these things you're offering, but really the product you're selling is a more fulfilled, content life. It's Well, it's the peace. Yeah, it's the peace. It's the purpose. It's the relief. And you can see it in the group. You really can. You can see it in the group. And the next woman that we're going to be talking to has actually been an awesome on-demand member for a while. And so I want to, and, and she loves it. And I was so happy to get to talk to her. And you're going to hear she's she's absolutely incredible, her level of awareness. And so come join us. In Awesome On Demand, I have a link to it right here in the episode description, or you can head to my my website and just check it out. Think about it. And now we're going to get into our next interview with Elizabeth, an opera singer turned stay-at-home mom who, like all of us, maybe needed a few reminders of it's okay to be ourselves. We get to be all the versions of ourselves. Oh, man, I, I was giving myself that reminder this morning. I get, like, event keynote kind of hangovers where I get, it's, I don't want to sound dramatic, but it kind of is. It's like I get almost like traumatic flashbacks to things I've said during the keynote that I start to like panic and pick apart. It's just one of the fun things that happens for me. So yeah, so I really love doing these. And then I wake up the next day like, oh my gosh, did I say, oh my gosh, was that okay? Like, it's like I get hit by a car a little bit all day, every day. And so self-coaching this morning when I woke up, uh, that principle of I get to be both and a lot of what we talk about here with Elizabeth in this conversation, I just want to give you a heads up. It's quick, but there are a few sensitive topics we we briefly encounter to help give context. So if you have sensitive ears or sensitive ears around, 
that is a um, heads up. How are you? Trying not to like faint or something. I'm fine. It's fine. I am so glad that you're here. Thank you so much for wanting to do purpose coaching. And I just love you. You're such an incredible supporter. You're so awesome at showing up. I just, I love you. I love you an awesome on like, demand. Legitimately, I will always like, I'll put my name in the hat. What, what do you, what would be helpful for you to talk about today? I meditated this morning. Okay. Because I was like, if I'm going to do this, I have to be like all in. And so like, I took a bath, I meditated and I was like, the problem is, is like I do mm-hmm. makeup and it's fine. I love doing it, but like, it's a fun thing and it doesn't feel like my purpose. It just, okay. feels, you know, like a fun thing that you do. This is a good conversation. What do you define as purpose? You know, the itch, you feel like there's something I need to do, but I can't quite put my finger on what it is. That's where I'm at. I feel like there's something that I should be doing, but I can't put my finger on what that's supposed to be. And if I don't know what it's supposed to be, I don't know how to do it because I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I was marinating on, well, what kind of things do people gravitate towards you for? Mm -hmm. Because maybe it's, why are people attracted to you? And the only thing I could think of is that people tell me really personal things. And I'm I'm like, why do people tell me these things? Mm -hmm. I'm not a counselor. I have two questions. Number one. And then number two, I'm going to tell you both questions so we don't get lost. The first question is, I want to know how you feel on a day-to-day basis, like how you feel, like how your mood, how your temperament is, you struggle with anxiety or depression, or you feel pretty good. And then you have periods kind of like your overall vibe there. Okay. And then number two, I don't want to focus as much on what to do. Mm-hmm. So this is a kind of a fun new thing I'm doing that every time I hear myself say, what should I do? What should I do? I don't know what to do which is focusing on the doing, the achieving, Mm -hmm. that if I do this, then I'll feel this way. I use the do as an alarm. Do, do, do. (laughs) And I say, how do I feel? And so that first question, I want to know how you feel kind of generally. And then I want to know how you feel when people share this information with you. Like, how does it make you feel? Do you feel trusted? Do you feel safe? Okay. I have rheumatoid arthritis. So things I feel every day, I always feel pain. Always. Mm. Like there's, there's not a no pain. And, pain. and I have accepted that as part of my life. It's something I don't choose to dwell on because I cannot change it. And therefore, if I sit on it, it's doing nobody any good. But it's always there. I am anxious all the time. Okay. All the time. Which is something I didn't realize for a long time. But I mean, sometimes I recognize that I'm feeling anxious. And other times I yell at my kids and then I'm like, oh, I am overwhelmed. I'm on edge. Um, Yeah, I have clearly gone too far and and not recognized that before I hit the edge. As far as how do I feel? Honestly, I feel honored. I I just feel honored that I feel safe enough for them to, to give that information to. Because I know in myself and I recognize in others that sometimes when you have this thing that feels very intense. It feels a little better when you share it. Like it gives just a little bit of that. And so I feel honored because it doesn't feel like a weight on me. What do you want more of in your life? Well, I mean, other than attention and I'll be be totally, I love attention and that's just, you're a wild card. I I could not have anticipated that. I love that. I love attention. I I am a classically trained opera singer. That is what I would have done had I not had children. Okay. Um, I walked away from a scholarship to a relatively prestigious music school to get married. And I don't regret the choice. It was the right choice, but that has always been my passion. What do you feel like is missing? I don't know. Attention? There's always more attention to be had. Like, let's be real. Do you think one of the reasons, you know, you feel honored when somebody divulges information to you is because it's it's a sacred personal form of attention? Do you want attention 
only when you want it and you're in charge of it? Or do you want attention coming and going with an easy flow? Do you want attention on a large scale? Do you feel like your cup is filled just having a one-on-one conversation? So I have worked to release the idea of wanting anything only when I want it. Okay. Um, because I realize that I can't control when mm-hmm. other people give me something. Like, does the scope of the attention matter? Not necessarily. Grand scale interaction, small scale interaction, they're both fine. Yeah. I want to talk about your anxiety for a minute. You have anxiety all day, every day, which I know firsthand is torture and often have and do live in that space. Whatever you feel comfortable talking about, but like therapy, medication, like do you work to manage it? So I live in a very remote place. So as far as availability of resources, it's very Mm -hmm. limited. And these are all things that I'm very open about publicly. I was sexually assaulted for years. So I personally took myself to a treatment for that. And I, I talk about it very openly. It's not a secret because I find that when we allow things to be a secret, they can be a source of shame. And what happened to me wasn't my fault. And when I when I realized that and let go of that shame, that was really helpful for me. And now my anxiety, I think these days, a lot of it is just from lack of interaction because mm-hmm. it's not something I can do because if I were to get sick, it can be a very big deal for me. So I have to be very careful about my in-person interactions. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to burden someone else with filling my cup because like they can't. And that wouldn't be fair for them. But I don't know. Did that answer your question? First off, you're wonderful. You're incredible. And thank you so much for being so open. You have a very calming energy that I really love. But I also love the dichotomy of, but also I can get on stage and be a performer and be the opera singer. What do you feel like is missing? I feel like... Honestly, I feel like there's some way I need to be helping people, but I don't Mm. know what it is. And because I don't know how I'm supposed to be helping, I feel like it limits my ability to actually help. So now that I have like a little more of a full picture, I think it's very, very easy to be obsessed with what should I do? I don't know what to do. So I'm not living my purpose. I'm not living my best life. I'm not doing what I'm supposed Mm -hmm. to do because I don't know what I can do. If we can, my first assignment for you is to practice saying, I live my purpose in everything I do. So assignment number one is I live my purpose in everything I do. When somebody is having a conversation with you and sharing and opening, you are living your purpose. When you are taking care of yourself and managing your energy and your pain, you are living your purpose. When you're helping your kids with their homeschool, You are living your purpose. Your purpose is not outside of you. It's not lost. I think what's happening is you're kind of feeling a little bit of a call. And one word that's kind of coming to me that I feel like maybe you feel like you're missing, maybe you don't, is excitement. And that's maybe one reason why, like you said, like you're drawn to people like me is you have a very steady, calm energy, even though you have like the baseline of anxiety and maybe that means you're repressing things, right? Maybe you've learned to just put a cap. And so that's where that, that baseline is, or it could be the pain. There's a, there's a lot of different factors, but this idea of outside stimulants for excitement And I don't think that that's bad or wrong. Some people bring excitement all on their own. I'm so excitable that I need to not be so excited, right? And and you might either want a little more joy, a little more excitement. So those little breadcrumbs of joy will guide you in what to do. So the feeling of joy, the feeling of excitement is the feeling of expansion. And I feel like, and tell me if I'm wrong and this doesn't feel true for you, but I feel like that feeling of expansion and and I want a little more excitement, a little more joy is what's calling to you, but you're getting so fixated on that. I don't know how to do it or what to do and check the boxes in the list and get it all just right. 
then you feel like you're stuck in this cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my cap comes from knowing that I live with people who can't handle the level of energy that I want to live at and, and respecting their need because is that your partner? My partner is a, he's wonderful, but he could not live at my level of excitement. That would overwhelm him. And I know that. What do you mean by your level of excitement though? Because like my, my level of, I want to be big and loud and crazy and spontaneous all the time. And that would be pure chaos and would drive them into an unhealthy place. I know this because we've been together for 18 years. And so like, I know that if I get to that place of being big and crazy all the time, that it becomes a problem for them. And, and it's not that he has said, I need you to calm down because that's, that's not what he does but I can see in his demeanor how it affects him. And I like, as a good partner, you don't want to affect your partner negatively. And it's probably not good for me to be like at a thousand all the time. Like, I don't think that's probably good for most people, but like I try to make our space like a safe space for everyone. But it's not a safe space for you. It's not enough of a space for me. It's, you don't feel safe to be yourself and it's freaking exhausting. It can be. It absolutely can. And it it wasn't as bad a year ago when I could go outside of my space safely Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. do all those things and, and being only in this space has real, has helped me to realize that the space isn't sufficient And it's not that I want to leave this space. It's just that I need to expand my space outside of just this space. And I feel like we're using the word space, though, as a guarded way of saying, I don't feel as though I can fully express myself. So I need to go find other spaces where I can fully express myself. And that's, that's good. And that's great. You know, my husband doesn't want to talk to me about my nails. He doesn't want to talk to me about a lot of, he doesn't want to emotionally and verbally process everything that I want to emotionally and verbally process. So I have therapy and healers and Julie that I work with. Your expectations are all sound and healthy and amazing. I think what has happened a little bit though is you are anticipating how you need to be and how you need to behave at all times to make everybody around you comfortable. And that will cause constant anxiety, constant anxiety. And there's very good reasons why you're doing that. There's very good reasons why you're doing that reasons from your circumstances presently and reasons from your circumstances past. That if I can anticipate how everybody's going to feel and make myself behave accordingly, I will be safe. And then what that actually does, though, is just bottles everything and creates a pressure cooker of anxiety and emotion and feeling expressionless. Right? Mm -hmm. I love attention more than anybody. Attention is awesome. But it's a, it's a lovely byproduct of the expression rather than the intention of the expression, mm-hmm. right? And so in order to feel really satisfied and fulfilled in your soul, it doesn't matter how you're expressing, meaning it doesn't matter what you're doing. Of course, you're a person with integrity. You're not harming other people. Of course, you know, we're at a base mm-hmm. level of we're decent humans here, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a hairdresser having one-on-one conversations or teaching Zoom opera lessons to children one-on-one and having those relationships. That what becomes just a nice byproduct that you nudge and shift along the way. The how of the expression that you are expressing fully and you're allowing yourself to express. I feel like that is what's missing for you. And again, you can tell me if it doesn't feel true, but because that's missing, we've labeled it with the quote unquote problem. I don't know what to do. And the hard part about that is it doesn't matter what you do. 
It doesn't matter what you do. What matters is what you feel and bring to what you're doing. And then rather than addressing that, we just get to stay in the problem of if I, I just need to figure out what to do. That is a symptom. It's not a cause. Does that feel true in any way? Yeah, it does. It does. What level of comfort do you have in addressing that? Uh, my level of comfort is irrelevant. It needs to be addressed. <laughs> I love you. I love you. But your level of comfort is mother effing relevant. I recognize within myself that it needs to be addressed. It so needs like... to be addressed. But, but the only reason why I say it like that is because the issue is that you are making your level of comfort irrelevant, Elizabeth. And your level of comfort and joy and expression is relevant. Every day, it's relevant. It is. It should be. It's not. Let's rephrase. It should be. It's not. And here's the shoulds. The shoulds. You are incredible. You have three children at home. You're supporting your husband. You've got this great relationship. You're giving people open up to you. You're good at being vulnerable. You have self-awareness. You have compassion. You are not quick to judge, which is why people open up to you. You have the superpower. Do you know this? You have the superpower of not portraying or having judgment, which is why people will immediately open up to you. That is a superpower. So you have so many talents and skills and superpowers. You're doing incredible And you have done everything you've needed to do. Look at you. You don't need to do one more thing. Really. Now, I want you to do all that you want to do. But doing something is not going to fix this. Expressing is. And so the first assignment for you was, I live my purpose in everything I do. The second assignment for you is, it's okay for me to express how I feel. This picture that you've painted of yourself, I'm too much, my level of enthusiasm, I'm manic, I'm crazy, I have to put a cap on it. That's an extreme. You're not that way all the time. You're just not. Nobody is. People think I'm that way all the time. I feel like you know me. You know I'm not, girl. You see me disappear from the internet for months at a time. You know why? Because I don't want to show up. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to talk to people. So I don't. I'm not this way all the time, right? But when I feel good, I get it out. I'm learning that it's okay for me to not only share that side. Because like you, I have spent my lifetime anticipating how everybody around me is going to feel, which is why you're very empathetic, almost an empath. You can read people's feelings. Yes? Yeah. These are superpowers you have. Now is the time that we're going to address the flip side of the superpowers. And that does not mean that, oh, I shouldn't be this way and I should be this way and I shouldn't. No, you develop those superpowers for a reason and we're grateful for them. But the parts of them that are keeping you in constant anxiety and feeling disconnected, you're, you're feeling detached. Yes? Yeah. Because you're getting a degree, you're working with your kids, you're engaged in your calling, you're engaged in your community, adding more to your plate. You you have a full-time job with Unique. I mean, girl, we again, you don't need one more thing to do. You need to let yourself feel what you're doing. Allowing myself to be open about my feelings is probably the one thing I'm not comfortable with all the time. I mean, not not like the surface feelings, like being in pain and stuff, because like that's yeah. like everybody yeah. knows that. But like the those ones inside, you had home online, and the other day I was feeling so overwhelmed, and I was like, she always is like writing notes in her phone, like yeah, um, always, all the time. <laughs> and, so, and so I did. I wrote like this whole thing because I was like I just need to get it out of my brain I need to get the feeling out of me and somewhere else yes and how did it feel good but just taking something out of me and putting it anywhere that wasn't inside I couldn't control was terrifying Mm. because 
people you know very well, like yourself, you like to control things because that mm-hmm. makes it safe. And if mm-hmm. I'm in control of it, then nobody can use it in a way that I don't feel is appropriate. And so mm. just putting it outside of myself. And now that I'm mm-hmm. looking at it and I'm re- just glancing at it, I'm like, huh, a lot of what I wrote down that I didn't think about when I wrote it down, I just vomited it onto my phone, closed my phone and pretended it wasn't there. You know, a very healthy way of living life. <laughs> it is. You got it out though. But that like, it's, it's a lot of what you said that I just don't want to recognize within myself that I don't want to disappoint other people with how I feel because I have been told that I'm a beautiful disappointment in life because I am not what I am expected to be. And I'm letting go of that expectation from others that I can't be what you expect me to be because I'm not. Mm -hmm. But taking something out of myself and putting it anywhere else, even though like it's my phone and in the scheme of control, it's relatively controlled was was a lot I'm really proud of you for doing it it was it was a lot you're a warrior you're just a warrior that's it you're you really are a warrior and you've overcome so much and if life was gonna break you by now it would have done it okay it sure tried right it really tried a few times now. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's given a go. It's given a go. So unfortunately, what we've learned is you're too strong. You're too much of a warrior. It can't break you. It's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a burden being such a goddess warrior because it's exhausting. Okay. It's going to be on my mirror now. It's a burden yes, to be such a goddess. It's, it's a burden. It, it is. But the good news is I want you to work. Another one of your assignments is to work on saying, It's safe to be me. I'm allowed to be me. It's safe to be me. I'm safe in this moment because your brain's going to start to fight it. It's not safe to be you. Here's all of the evidence of why it's not safe to be you, why it's not safe to express yourself, why it's not safe to show up. It's going to show you. Okay. And then you go, but I'm safe in this moment. I'm safe in this moment. So in this moment, It is safe to be me. And you and I both know this moment is the only moment we have, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been talking about hope on my Instagram. And last night, this woman left a comment. I freaking love it so much. She said, one way I like to think of hope is anything can happen. And I love that because anything bad can happen. And that's scary. But the flip side of the coin is anything can happen. And I can... Just because all of these things in the past told me it wasn't safe to be me, anything can happen. It can be safe to be me in this moment. And I know that you have the level of awareness and determination and compassion to say, for me, it's best to choose to believe that the good things can happen and are allowed to happen. And so your assignments, the first one is look for opportunities to express and try some different avenues. So one avenue is writing in your phone and just free flowing. Another avenue might be writing on a piece of paper and then ripping it up because you don't want it to exist. I want you to baby step into expression. But one place we know that you feel comfortable and safe expressing is in your opera. So I want you to try if you can. I don't want to give you more to do, but I want you to lean towards the feeling of joy and expression. You know, I've been obsessed with Clar- Clarissa Pinkola. I, I downloaded one of her books. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I love her. She said, the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's expression. It's expression. I want you to look for the feelings of joy and expression. And as you look for those feelings of expression, it's safe to be me. It's safe to express. We're going to baby step. and that is the first step along the pathway of quote unquote, what to do. And what's going to happen is you're not going to need to figure out what to do. It's literally going to unfold to you as you first get yourself feeling safe and able to express. It's a muscle that we just need to build up. That's it. It's a muscle. 
You don't have to figure anything out. All you need to do is notice and pay attention to when you feel yourself pushing down and your anxiety is going to tell you when you're doing it. Your anxiety is giving you a cue of you're pushing something down. You you may have been pushing it down for days, right? Mm-hmm. So you can follow, what am I pushing down? What's a safe way I could work on expressing it? Do those feel like doable, manageable assignments? They do. Sometimes what needs to be talked about is buried very deep. Mm-hmm. And you were really wonderful to let me dig today. <laughs> Sometimes you need to dig. Sometimes, Sometimes you need someone yeah. to encourage you to dig or just get out of the way and let them do it so that it can be found. And I just think we just, we need more of Elizabeth. You're such an incredible supporter. You're such an incredible cheerleader, but it's time for you to cheer for yourself and, and express Mm -hmm. yourself. So even if that's 10 minutes of operatic singing in a car or a closet, right? We know that you have the ability to do it in some areas of your life. So now we're going to bring it into more areas of your life. And as you continue to express yourself, you're going to be led along this path of quote unquote, what to do. Your soul is talking to you. You're not lost. You live your purpose in everything you do. And you're doing a really good job. You really are. And I'm so glad you're an awesome on demand because we can follow up on this and keep tabs and you can report back to me. Okay. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Oh man. Isn't Elizabeth awesome? Yeah. She's awesome. That was great. Uh, I am so, so grateful to you, Elizabeth. I'm so grateful to you sharing and honestly, so grateful for the reminders that we all need that it's okay to show up as you, you get to be yourself no matter what that looks like. I know that squashing down parts of myself always leads to some sort of violent explosion later. (laughs) I don't know. Ooh, ooh, you know what it might look like? It might look like my my post-traumatic kind of assaults on myself after I speak, Mm, right? It's like, because I know when I'm speaking, I'm letting... I'm completely present. I feel guided and I'm in my power and I know that what I'm saying is is present and not frantic and and really guided. I feel very guided when I speak. Um it flows out of me. So I think what happens is the parts of me that sometimes I like to it's not that I don't share them, but it's that I'm more controlled in how I share them. And when those just flow out without like the control filters, because they're just flowing from that authentic place, I wake up the next morning and it's like, I have to second guess everything because I didn't put it through my filters of control. Because it's not even like I regret everything I said or I don't agree with what I said. It's like it didn't get put through this magical filter of control because it was just pouring from that authentic place. I love to allow the words that soothe me to help me. And and you listen as I do this in the coaching, right? I'm allowing and letting the words that soothe me show me maybe where the pain is stemming from. And so this morning when I was kind of self-coaching, like I said, I was self-coaching. I get to be both. It's okay. It's okay that you were every part of you. That right there helped give me insight as to where the pain was coming from. So we just had kind of like a full circle coaching moment within this episode. It was like the episode within an episode. And I'm so excited you guys were here for it. So as promised, I've got those purpose coaching questions for you so that you can take this and really apply it to your own life. And talking it through with a friend, like I just talked through with Eric or writing it down is really gonna help fire some new synapses in your brain. So if you're stuck, definitely do that. Purpose coaching question number one, what is an emotion I have not allowed myself to feel and fear that I'm making it mean something about me? So for me, you know, sometimes that emotion of anger, I'm like, well, I don't get angry because, you know, angry is like a waste of time. And okay, but what does it really mean, Allison? What is that emotion? Erica, do you, can you think of like a go-to emotion that you're like, oh, that's kind of a stupid emotion. I don't need to have that. The emotion that I'm most disappointed about in myself is when I'm preoccupied and I'm with the kids and then I find myself being short and realize I'm not like actually connecting and then I feel, I kind of 
in the shame spiral a little bit. You feel a lot of shame when you're not present. With my family. Because like, you value presence so much. Yes, I, I get And then you do, myself. you start beating yourself up about, oh, I'm not, I'm not being as good with the kids and this and this and this. And you really do beat yourself up about it. And I'm over here like, what children? <laughs> 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 Just sometimes, guys. Yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. That's really, that's really helpful. Dog just opened the door. Fiona. Okay, Fiona, come here. Fiona, this is the podcast. This has never happened before. Will you come say hello on the podcast? What? You don't want to? Seriously? Okay, fine, I do it. We'll, t- we'll come talk on the you, you have to. If you're going to do it, you don't have to. Just sit by mom. I want to do it. Okay. Um, can you I get- ask you a couple of questions? We'll do a quick Fiona interview on the podcast. Are you ready? What is your name? Fiona. What is your full name? Fiona Green Robinson. Oh, I love that. Fiona Green, what is your favorite thing to do right now? Snuggle Spike, my dog. You really like snuggling with the dog? And you. Yeah, who do you like better, me or the dog? You. What happened on St. Patrick's Day? We ate green food. Yeah? And green cookies. What do you think the point of life is? I don't understand that question. Yeah, none of us do, right? I love you. Okay, Daddy and I have to finish working. Can you go back up? Okay. And so then question number two is, what am I making this mean about me? So we look at the circumstances, and the circumstance might be my son likes, or how about we'll just say Rad likes Eric better than me. He does, uh, and he made it pretty clear the other week, um, and I, I did. I got my feelings hurt a lot that Rad was specifically saying he didn't want me. He was like, I just want to clarify. I don't want you. I just want dad, <laughs> and it really hurt, and so then I asked, what am I making it mean about me that he said that, right, and that little degree of separation right there can really help give us some understanding where what I was making it mean about me was you know, so sad. He doesn't, he doesn't appreciate me as a mom and Eric's way more fun. And really all it meant was he didn't want to go in the hot tub with me because I never let him splash because we don't get mom's hair wet because that's spa law. See? So (laughs) he wasn't even thinking about you. He was just thinking about himself. Exactly. But I was making it mean so much about me and I was really, really hurt. And then our Third purpose coaching question is, what is lighting me up right now? I'm going to tell you what's lighting me up right now. Literally, Friday night lights. I started it over again. I'm so happy I'm in. It's like the perfect amount of like funny and um, sad. I get some emotions out. Just wanted to share that with you all. Eric, you know what else lights me up? No. Praise, praise, praise. Um, do you have some reviews for us? Man, there's some there's some deep ones. Yeah, I, let's go in. Let's take a little dive. Dang, I, I hate just picking one. I, this this means nothing about the people that I don't pick. I hope you know that. Don't hey. make it about yourself. This one's from Lawlers. Lawlers. They say, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> The episodes on purpose coaching is freaking blowing my mind right now. Oh, yay! For years now, I felt like I needed to find my purpose, and I was so frustrated that I wasn't finding it. I've always thought that a purpose is a what, not a Mm. how. Mm. I have never, ever thought of it that way. That completely turned what I've always believed 100% upside down. This episode was amazing. Thanks, Allison, for breaking open my brain a bit so I can learn more about myself. You're awesome like that. Thanks for your energy and thanks for being real about your darkness. You openly talk about it. You openly talking about it has helped me so much. You have no idea. And thanks, Eric, for your calming presence and your amazing voice and music. You both are fabulous. Thanks for putting what you got out into the world. Who was that from? Lawlers. Lawlers, thank you so, so much. I am so happy to hear that that concept of purpose, the idea that Your purpose is not outside of you. It's not something that you need to find. Your purpose is simply to be your fullest, most expanded self in every possible moment. How do you want to show up to each moment? Your purpose, I love that, that how do I want to show up rather than what is it? What is it? What do I have to do? What do I have to achieve? What do I have to prove? What do I have to accomplish? Doesn't even make sense to me anymore that that 
idea like ever lived in me. One of the things we're realizing as we talk more and more about purpose is how universally people are exhausted. Like they're, they're exhausted by this concept of purpose. And I think if there's something very universal there, that means there's a, there's, there's a true misconception at heart. It's like, why should, you know, why should it be so exhausting? So I'm so grateful that that touched you. Please shoot us an email to awesome with Allison. Wait. Yeah. It's <laughs> Just shoot us an email. You're on your own. No. <laughs> Awesome with Allison at theallisonshow.com. Allison with one L. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you again for being here, for listening to the podcast, for leaving those reviews, for sharing it with your friends. I want to thank you, Kate and Elizabeth. And honestly, I just want to say you're doing better than you think. You're doing better than you know. You're doing such a good job. We need you. We need you. We need you. And only you can be you. And you're already, already as awesome as you need to be. Baby, baby boy, give me a tune. So I don't think I've ever had in the um, reviews specifically mention the song title and how much they loved it. But they, they apparently loved the one last week. Oh, did you get a bunch of reviews saying Yeah, it? so um, I'm going to play another one from this collection. Once again, if you're making content, you can throw these video, these songs, you can drop them right in your videos. It's super easy. Pleasant Pictures. Pleasant Pictures Music Club. Just go to pleasantpictures.club. Link's in the show notes. There's a coupon in the show notes for 20% off. And this song is called Bright Days Ahead. Mm-hmm. 